This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Windy Pops. I'm James. Fancy a slice? My name's Keen. <laughs> Welcome to Sissy That Pod, RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. And we're here to meet the queens of Drag Race UK Season 2. We are. I actually did a little, like, as I was like going through my like first impression of kind of like, it was like high, low, top three. Um, and most of them ended up in high. So I'm like, I'm not sure who's going in the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did pre-snatch game, post-snatch game, top four, top three, I think I did. Okay. That's that's how I segment them. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be reviewing our, our thoughts of all the queens in, in season two from their Meet the Queens videos. They're on YouTube now if you haven't seen them. And then later on in the show, James and I will be exchanging our Christmas presents. We'll be opening them live on the call. So uh, look forward to that. Exactly. I mean, you know, live... A live performance, guys. Live performance. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into it. Let's go and meet these queens. Okay, let's start off at the very beginning. A for Ahora. What did you think of her? Uh, I liked her. I thought that she was very confident, seems funny and charming, enjoyed her look, and I thought that she, I have pegged her as a top three queen. I, I I liked her hair. I liked her face. I thought she seemed like she took, didn't take herself too seriously. Overall, yeah, I was impressed with her. I mean, she certainly sounds like she'll be a sort of crystal of the of the competition in a way that like she seems to be a very skilled seamstress and a very good fashion eye. There was a sort of joke about her not being seen dead in a high street dress. Um, I wonder how good she'll be at like the acting challenges and the improv challenges. That's sort of where I see the struggle come through. Um, and yeah. I kind of got a, a vibe of sort of possible self-doubt in the video. Which oh, is... see, I didn't get that at all. I got okay. like if, if I was going to go with, you know, if we're going to be starting diagnosing these people with mental um, <laughs> sort of uh, baggage. A case of the inner um, saboteurs. <laughs> if, yeah, that's it. If we're assigning inner saboteurs at this particular point in time, I felt that with, with her, it might be sort of a little bit Violet Chachki takes things, takes herself too seriously in order to allow herself be silly. So it's all going to come from a core of like, oh no, but a horror wouldn't do that. Like, cause even when she was speaking, she's all like, oh, like I want to be um, like, you know, a horror is fierce when I'm goofy. So it's like kind of like a horror has become this sort of like personality that the like man underneath or the boy underneath sort of needs to kind of like feel, you know, fierce. So it might be like, oh, well, a horror would never like get sloppy and silly and, you know, jump around the place looking ridiculous that would be the the place that i that that would be the shortcoming i would put but i think we'll get into the challenges 
but might be afraid to make make themselves look silly that would be my mm. fear i mean yeah it is it is funny how i found myself approaching these videos you mentioned a bit in the u.s episode there on saturday that like I mean, you're trying to judge somebody's performance on a TV show when you have when they haven't even walked into it yet. So, like, all you can all I can really do is sort of judge on how they're presenting themselves. Are they confident? Do they seem like they're second guessing themselves? Based on that, I try to work at where they are in the competition, but and then also based on their yeah. skill set and their personality and how good they come across on camera that sort of stuff. So, really, the things I judge are actually not the drag at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just really but drag the person. That's no, that's exactly it. Like I kind of like when I was looking at these videos on the Meet the Queens as well. It's it's literally like how comfortable does the person because i mean i suppose if you're not really judging their drag you are just judging how confident they see how certain they seem in themselves and how confident they come across so it's mm. like and you know like they're going to bring that confidence and self-assuredness to whatever challenge so there's a couple of queens here who seem extremely self-assured and seem extremely confident and you know that they're going to apply that to every challenge whereas other queens who like seem like absolutely gorgeous glamorous but seem uh, like a like a bit more second guessy and kind of are saying to the production kind of like is this what you're looking for almost instead of like this is what i am uh yeah. whereas with the horror i got like, a, a big sense of like well this is very much who i am but i think that just in a couple of the things there was like a, a hint of maybe there there's elements of this character that a horror isn't going to be willing to let go in order to get into the sillier bits that are required for a drag race and that would be the one area i would see that uh, if she can get over that as we've seen in the past say like aquaria would have been a good example of a queen who came in and was willing to kind of like or who who didn't who was willing to make themselves silly and make themselves funny and not worry about kind of like the look or, or kind of like mm. whether it was like this is part of the Aquaria brand. I think if a horror can do that, I think she would definitely she she'll be a very strong contender. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I agree. If she could manage that, she will be a very strong contender because that that is the area I I question. Mm. Um, how much she has to say based on what we saw. So yeah, I actually had her. As a pre-snatch game out, personally. Um, but obviously you were different, so it'll be interesting to see where she ends up. <laughs> That's it, yeah. We'll come back to these predictions at the end of the season and see who <laughs> and gets bragging rights. be right. embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will never let go of how much I just liked Sherry Pie pre-season 2012. <laughs> or season 12. I think you're going to love her, James. She's going to be great. She's a finale. <laughs> <laughs> and we were both right, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Astina Mandela, um, or is it Mandela, like Nelson, she seems to have a really interesting point of view. I have her down as like a street geek. Yeah. I'm getting really sort of Azealia Banks with the looks, like there's no padding. It's also street wear. Then also like a really sort of charismatic, classically trained dancer. She might struggle on the runway. I don't know how excited Rue and Michelle will feel about streetwear all the time. No, I I completely agree. Like, I think very, very confident, knows themselves very well, extremely natural, comes across very charismatic. I would say kind of an adored Lano. I know I shouldn't be doing this, like, comparing anything, but, like, I just think very much that it'll be rolling by, steamrolling by in the earlier stages of competition Mm. based on charisma alone, but then runway will be where you might start to see. Just because, like, she very much, like, even in her video was like, don't do sequins, don't do kind of traditional drag wear, which is fine, you know, in terms of like a performance, if you're there at the club, someone's doing amazing, but like on drag race, on the runway, you're going to be up against some really like amazing looks. So you're going to need to be at that same level. So you're going to need to be like, like, because even I I felt her look 
in this one was one of my least favorites. Now, I do think, you know, that color is never going to be, like, it's going to be a hard work to turn that into, like, kind of a, a sort of a really interesting, that kind of poop brown into something that mm. looks, like, amazing. And I did like what you did in that, like, I thought, it, like, the hood was kind of cool and there was, like, the way the, like, reference to the Jedi and things. But, like, it, it, it wasn't very elevated. Like, it was very streetwear and kind of, you know, it, it wasn't sparkly for me. Yeah, but, I mean, like, streetwear can look really cool. I think of Katya's tracksuit and All-Stars too. Oh, yeah, or, like, like when... That was um, fascinating. When yeah. Tatiana did the, the like, the pants on the runway thing for the, like, mm. the, the TLC stuff, like, that was deadly, but it's just whether she, like, elevates it up or whether she kind of doesn't... Whether she just kind of comes in as, like, this is just what I'm bringing. I put... I, I did still put her in my top three as well. We're getting to my top three really fast. Unless, of course, I've, like, put them all in the top three, which we'll find out as we go through. <laughs> uh she did say that she doesn't shave and she also barely tucks and i just think rue seems to have such a hang-up about tucking and having to do a penis to do drag so i don't know how well that's gonna go down yeah no i think that's part of like rue's process obviously like the the look and feel of feminine is really important whereas we're seeing Mm. but i do think that there's other people in this cast who challenge that aesthetic as well and i think that they'll like it'll be interesting to see if they modify the way in which they judge or try and force these people into the box that already exists and i think if you look in tandem with this you've got season 13 which has the first um ftm contestant and it's like I, I feel like the show is moving the way it judges away from those expectations so I would be surprised if that got if that was made an issue with the like not tucking and the, the hairiness I, I did sort of feel that it's significant that the first trans new trans competitor on the US is like a trans man and I just think it's got to do with Rue wanting them to be men who look like women you know yeah. doesn't care if it, if that man wasn't born you know wasn't assigned male at birth he wants it to be a man who turns into a woman at yeah. the end of the day it, there, there was a bit of me when that when that was announced there was a little bit of me that was thinking this is Rue like looking for a way to like us both with cherry pie for for, for us all to have been right and that yes it is mm. time to start including like a variety of, of experiences in the show but you know Rue said only men could compete and now we have trans men so Rue's right too like yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that that's the first trans character. No, no, no. I don't know, think so. I, but I also think that it is kind of like the opening of the door for that for that experience. Because even like we have a non-binary contestant. We've had non-binary contestants in well, non-binary contestant in in this cast, and then we had two spirit in in Canada. So there is more of that. Yeah, ex- and Davina was non-binary as well. Oh, was Davina had Davina made that announcement? Before? I don't remember it being part of the conversation pre the this season last year but you are right Davina is non-binary I just remember we looked up and we were like oh which pronouns does Davina use and we looked up and it was like you know Davina uses he she and they and we were like oh that's handy yeah <laughs> that's convenient though it means you're never wrong <laughs> <laughs> answer to anything so yeah I mean I have higher hopes for Estina than I do for Ahura um, and although yeah she doesn't fit the conventional Rue look because she's no padding and stuff. A lot of the queens are like that yeah. as well. I think, you know, there will be a sort of recalibration of what the sort of standard is for the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what she has to offer. Next up is Bimini Bamboulash. Um, I felt she looked like if Emma Bunton turned into the third cock destroyer. Like <laughs> a, that's kind of the sort of look we got. Yeah. Um, now, 
when I was so I I have her as like a mid out in my kind of matrix. Um, I thought she seemed a bit stiff, but I don't know how much of that was the fact that that wig and headdress was so heavy that it looked like it was sort of really constricting her movement and like her ability to maybe kind of I don't know her her ability to to sort of emote i i like i thought i always think it's kind of like dangerous when a queen is like oh yeah kind of like going for that miscongeniality i was like, i want to get on with everyone prove that i'm not a bitch and no one's a bitch and all the rest of it um loved i did love the look and i thought she seemed kind of cool and edgy but there was a bit of an uncertainty uh, about the delivery of the responses to the questions that i was kind of a bit like like almost trying to you could see the cogs worrying to like trying to search for what production wanted the answer to be rather than just answering naturally which i think in the last two with tina and and ahura you you very much were like you know they were just they were just speaking that was just them delivering a response whereas with bimini there was a a sort of a kind of there was like a a pause before delivery and kind of you could see searching within an answer to try and find it to go to place to please the person who was being responded to at least that's what i felt i I am of course available for psychological consultations should any of our listeners want to avail of us (laughs) Well, I mean, I totally disagree. So we, we really like two different approaches of psychology. Yeah, I thought she came across really confident and certain in herself. Uh, even when she brought up the fact she was like, all my dresses are made for me. I can't. So like, I didn't feel like she was presenting herself on the back foot there at all. I kind of felt she was like, this is the way I do it. You can get over it. Uh, I thought she didn't take herself too seriously. Again, I think that's a sign of confidence. And I, I got a real sort of all-rounder drag queen. And, and when I... This was the ultimate thing I look for in a drag queen as someone who like doesn't do drag and wouldn't be an expert in drag itself is just somebody who I could have faith that they would put on a good show. And that's what I got from her. So I have her in my top three. There, that very, there you go. I have her as a mid out i will go like a a post snatch game out that's what we're gonna we're gonna go with her but yeah no i i am one thing i would say about her is that she is in the same category as patty pam pam as a of a drag name i love to say bimini bamboolash and patty pam pam had a party (laughs) yeah bimini bamboolash and patty pam pam walk into a bar Okay, so we haven't agreed on any of them so far. Let's move on to Cherry Valentine, who was like that vampiric queen in red. She actually reminded me of one of those hormone monsters uh, from Big Mouth. Oh, yes. (laughs) I like that. Um, I thought she was quite good. I I think that she... I feel like she is going to be a... Like a a, a kind of a Cheryl figure in that I think she's going to get on with people. I think she's going to be kind of like entertaining to watch i wouldn't see her getting all the way to the top i would say her like middle high middle kind of thing i thought she had i loved her laugh um and i loved that line she had it was like people say i've not been doing drag long enough and i tell them i've been doing it as long as i need um <laughs> which i thought was funny i thought that she seemed confident and sincere which is something that like a lot of the queens or some of the queens in these videos don't tend to come off as very sincere because i was just trying to big themselves up but i got a good reaction off her loved the look thought it was so cool those eyes were like mesmerizing mm-hmm. um but i yeah I, I just really enjoyed her i think she'll be the queen of the mirror moment i feel being a mental health nurse having grown up on a gypsy camp like i just think she'll have a really really fresh point of view uh she seems to have a really really fun personality i wouldn't say it's 
perfect TV personality as it isn't bursting from the seams. I think they need to have a bit of digging to get to it. Um, and hopefully she will be comfortable enough on, on screen to get it across. But that that's the only thing I would I'd be worried about her is she seems a smidge reserved um in the video. So I hope that she has has the confidence to to put herself across because I think she has everything, all the all the criteria to be great. So that was Cherry Valentine. Ellie Diamond, our first of the two Scottish queens, was up now. She was in pink and she kind of reminded me a bit of Blue Hydrangea a bit, just purely in the face. I picked up a bit of Blue Hydrangea vibes off her as well. Um, I thought the, great, the, the makeup was great. Wasn't mad on the sort of pink Smurf look, but, um, but sort of really liked how she talked about kind of like the the doing it yourself like wanted when she started to do drag to like know how to make costumes know how to do um know how to do hair know how to do uh do makeup all of that stuff and like kind of i think that like is such a and like knowing how to sew it i think that's such a like i think that's a really i think it's it's part of the the drag it's part of drag and that, that people kind of it's part of the reason why i suppose i when i did drag the like a couple of times it's part of what i really liked about it was like learning how to do those things um and yeah like the i I thought she seemed great i i would see her she's someone that i would see potentially opening the door to an inner saboteur um and uh and probably being like a mid low i would say like a pre-snatch game out for her would be my call yeah, I do agree, and I have it only really down to the inexperience. Isn't she's only performed outside of Dundee once, and she seemed to be kind of a bit on the back foot, a bit defensive about Dundee and its heritage and drag. Um, so yeah, possibly a bit of a bit of an Aiden Zane scenario where maybe she's just a bit too early in her career to make the most of this opportunity. But again, we're judging it off a seven minute video. So I, I also th- a thing that annoys me a little bit. Just a, yeah. little, just a little bit. I think this is me, like I'm like Michelle Visage. Ooh, fart jokes, no. But um, kind of when she's like, oh yeah, the performance of maybe a fart or two or whatever. That terrible accent. Please read me in the comments. But um, <laughs> please but I, read me. <laughs> please. <laughs> but no. Um. But no. So the I I find that when a queen jumps to to that, particularly on UK, like I think in UK it's been like been prevalent, like you know, like the flatulent humor has been prevalent but like I, I think that it's kind of a when you are looking for a sting or a laugh line but you're not fully kind of confident where to go there you just mention farts and it's like everyone laughs and you know fart humor hilarious but it's just like it, it's it's kind of like what would an ellie diamond show you get sickening looks you get sickening performances and it's like oh i need some to say something that'll make people laugh and a fart it's like come on you know like you know so basically that that was that spoke to the the in, inexperience yeah and they were all very vague like sickening looks fantastic performances the most specific thing she said is a fart yeah that's, that's the most specific thing about a, 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 an ellie diamond yeah, performance is flatulence yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah look she could surprise us but based on gothy and scaredy being the two most inexperienced queens in season one i'm seeing a similar trajectory me too yes now up next Ginny Lemon. Ooh, I can't decide. I had such a strong and like negative reaction when I first watched. Such a strong negative reaction when I first watched. But then when I watched it again, like I just I can't decide. I think that seems like like I think very reliant on gimmicky. Like I I think gimmicky to a to a degree and that like whole catchphrase thing, fancy slice, far too much. But also seems like quite sincere. 
Um, like this is kind of reminding me of if like bubbles from Ab Fab made over the mother. <laughs> like I was kind of thinking like that. That's kind of like who I'm seeing when I'm when I'm looking at 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 at, at Ginny and. I, I don't know I feel like Ginny's going to be like a mid high I think we'll definitely get to like snatch game but I, I just I don't know I can't decide if I find it really annoying or kind of fascinating I love it I think it's like Sue Pollard meets Jimbo I think <laughs> there's a certain high energy there and I, she works on being able to thread the line between hilarious and annoying I think she will soak this competition uh, she's an improv queen. I think she'll have really quick patter with with Ruin the judges and like repartee. Uh, she has a really interesting point of view. I'd say she'll really interpret tasks differently. I think she has sort of the excitement the bag of chips had without the sort of reliance on fart humor or yeah. battered sausage or all these innuendos. Like I don't think she made one innuendo there, but it still had that sort of crystal zany manicness yeah. of the of the sort of appeal of bag of chips. So I'm really excited. I think this is sort of this is sort of pinnacle of that sort of kooky campness that the British do so well. Yeah, I um, th- there is that style of drag that that exists in the UK that we haven't had. I mean, we've only had one season of it, but that, that wasn't represented there last year. And I think that this is kind of like a great, like that really off the wall campy style. And I, 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 I'm coming down on the side of I do fancy a slice. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 where that's where I am at the moment. But uh, I think that I would need like kind of I want versatility. But no, like I kind of like I would like to see like if it's a if it's a shtick and a gimmick that is just a one lane thing, it, it'll get boring very fast. Like you kind of want to be able to see that you can take that manic energy and take the looks and apply it to different kind of like different tasks or what's required from you, rather than just being stuck in this kind of like one like manic energy, this one gear the entire time. As Bag of Chips did successfully last year. Yeah, but I felt Bag of Chips then became reliant on the much better catchphrase and, and it was oh, just very much. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. I feel Ginny will be able to get out of the fancy the slice thing or she'll be able to work on it. Like, I think across the, whatever, is it 12 queens? In the videos, I only laughed aloud twice. And one was her joke about I'm the only non-binary queen in the UK with a sense of humor like yeah. i just thought that was a per- perfectly timed joke you know um one thing i am curious about is is fancy a slice a catchphrase that we're going to learn much better style throughout this season of drag race like is it come up or is it something that she has been trying to make happen pre drag race world like that's what i'm i'm curious to see i think the latter you think that the fanciest slice is just part of part of the shtick that has been yeah. around forever? Oh, that's a yeah. pity. I was hoping that there'd be some like hilarious, much better style. Well, I think, I think, I think if it is the former, I think she's done herself a disservice by starting off in the in the video because I think we like to see the formation of these catchphrases. I think yeah. we as audiences feel more ownership to them. So I think she'll have done herself dirty if if she's presented it before the even challenge happens. Yeah. I guess it depends on when they recorded these as well because they could have recorded them before they'd done any of the challenges in which case there'd be no opportunity. Well, I know to... series one they did do in the first day of recording but that, that so all the queens are dressed as the colour of the, the updated pride flag. Did that pride flag exist prior to the It did Black exist Lives prior Matter? to it, yes. But it wouldn't have been as, like it wouldn't have been as well okay. 
Mm. Not that it wouldn't have been as well known. It wouldn't have been as much of an emblem. Widely as, used. Yeah, as as it became through June with the. Um, with yeah. The, so the either movement. it's just a very serendipitous occasion that the rise of that flag came after they'd done the promo shots for it, or the promo shots came after the rise of use yeah. of that flag. Yes. And I would say it's probably more likely that the promo shots were done recently enough. Yeah. In which case, perhaps we'll we'll find out. I guess stick stick with us. Listeners. All will we'll be stick revealed. With us. All will be revealed. <laughs> anyway, I fancy Jenny or Ginny Lemon to have a slice of the top three. So I have her in the high category. So I'm putting top five. We'll say for for Ginny okay. Lemon for me. Joe Black, uh, our good exu- friend, our our good friend, friend of the pod. Oh, first mm. friend of the pod. Um, <laughs> Joe Black, season queen. Um. I, I thought seems exuberant has a great laugh uh, love the like burlesque and cabaret um, style I think like seems very funny and, and, and charming and I would like to see Joe Black do very well and I say mm. that I like removed from the fact that you know kind of I can then point to a time when I, I knew him before he was but like gen- genuinely I just think seems like a very interesting queen and I would like to see them do very well yeah so I kind of went in to watch the video and I was like you know we know Joe Black we've followed him on Instagram he's been on the show I have to watch this from an impartial point of view and I actually think Joe's Meet the Queens was the best of all of them I just thought he came across really well got himself across that he's horror he's cabaret he's burlesque that he's the first Brighton queen which is weird to think when Brighton is such a hub of LGBTQ art Um, my other laugh moment was when he was talking about being good with the nans and they look at him playing his George Formby and they go what a strange young man (laughs) (laughs) funny his his I'm more Marlena than Minogue I'm more Swanson than Sophia Baxter I just was like I know exactly who you are and I know exactly what to expect from this and I'm really excited 100% and I think one of the I can't remember exactly how many times I laughed throughout his I didn't note it down but (laughs) I do remember one of the times I did laugh was when Joe was like go on have a bit of fun live a little gurn at somebody and I was just like I thought that was funny I I I thought like uh, of all the queens I think Joe Black managed to encapsulate the personality and the persona that they have as a drag queen the best into their little snippet and and yeah I think there was just an exuberance and a humor and a fun and an obvious love of the odd and an obvious love of what what he's doing um, and again, kind of like had that kind of like Blackpool seaside kind of like that sort of like traditional what you expect from UK seaside drag, but through the prism of something very different with the cabaret and burlesque side of it. Mm, definitely. I mean, similar to Astina and some of the other queens you've mentioned already, you worry about whether Rue and Michelle will like that sort of approach, depending if it's too British. Yeah. So that's my only concern there. But other than that, I could see I have Joe down as a post-snatch game. I, I have hi. Our second then Scottish queen is Lawrence Cheney. They were in purple. They called themselves the Scottish fat bastard of drag. And actually, like Joe Black before, I did feel I really sort of understood Lawrence and their drag persona from the video. I love, 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 loved Lawrence Janey. I, I mean, the accent, the confidence, the fun, the campiness, so natural. I just, I, like, I have, I have, I don't think, I don't think that they are going to get into the top three, but I have them down definitely as someone who's going to be high. I would see them being a potential miscongeniality. I, 
I just I just think that there was to be honest with you I don't know how much of that is based on the accent which I just absolutely adored oh I know like it was just brilliant I, I don't know I, I really enjoyed this I loved the look as well I thought the look was really interesting and different I liked like Mary Queen of Scots kind of reference um yeah I I would uh I I, I would put I would I've already said like not going to be a top three I, I wouldn't imagine but definitely I think going to be a fan favorite and I think when I'm expecting them to be one of my favorites coming out of it yeah I totally agree I think they look very confident they look like they could really entertain a room I am just a solid contender, really. There's yeah. kind of nowhere more that we can say, just I think. And I have, yeah. I like if there's a top four, possibly four like would squeeze top three, but yeah, I have I have sort of a late episode a yeah. late series alone. And, and also kind of like one of those like Heidi and Closet Miss Vanjie kind of out this is me like going way off on a tangent, but kind of like mm. one of those Heidi and Closet Miss Vanjie kind of like outs where it's like has gone as far as they can in the competition but knows that they've won. If you know what I mean, like knows that they like like I I wouldn't be surprised if they're the Cheryl. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? Why I didn't put them in the final because they said they can't dance very well. So I do feel one bad challenge yeah. and they could be gone. But I think it's likely that they'll have a string of good challenges before yes. that. So I think they'll do well. Um, okay, sister, sister. Oh, I. Oh. oh. Sister, sister, eh, Ken? I have to say, the first time I watched the videos, I got a better impression of them than when I watched them again this morning before recording. Uh, I said, I thought the face was very Morgan McMichaels. thought they had a really good, you know, wacky, classic British style of comedy. Hoped it, I wasn't sure if it would translate to Rue. They said they can sew. They can't really dance too well. I thought they were a fun midpoint between camp and queer. Um, so I I think they could be a bit of a silent assassin. I just don't know how well that personality would get across because they did seem a bit shy. I thought that they came across as a bit uncomfortable. Um, I liked the kind of the the campy like campy British comedy is all very fun. Um, except for Birds and the Feather, which I fucking hate. But <laughs> <laughs> like they meant they made a couple of jokes about like having dry humor and about kind of like hey like they're you know nothing if I can't make you uncomfortable like that kind of stuff and I. I, I wasn't wowed. They felt a bit sort of tense or something. I didn't love the look. I, I thought the I, I didn't guess the look. A large lips on like a big pin cushion. So I, I didn't understand yeah. it. Uh, I thought the face looked amazing and I thought they had like some fun facial expressions. But would I put them in sort of like a mid-low? I'd say they would do a good snatch game, I think, based on this, kind of what they put across. Watching her, I think the most of all the queens made me realize that, you know, when I view the show and when I view possible contenders on the show, there's different molds that queens fit into. And we spoke about this on Saturday. Clown character, there's that fashionista queen, there's the, you know, there's the Torgy Tours and the Crystal Methods and stuff like that. And it's it's hard to place these British queens into these four molds because those molds have been formed around American queens. So there's kind of a lot here that fit into that sort of camp fun area that you're like, OK, well, we're going to have to further segment them. So I kind of feel I don't yeah. really know where she's going to fit even amongst this set of queens that don't fit amongst the molds that's made in America as well. So it is quite hard to place. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's like, you know, you don't really know, you, you don't necessarily get an idea of what to expect. And we've talked about it, like, mm. say, with, with, like, say, Lawrence Cheney or, or Joe Black, you really got a sense of, like, where, well, I kind of know what at what lane you're in. True. I, I yeah. know what to expect. Whereas with, there was, a, like, there was the, like, the, like, the solid beauty makeup and the gorgeous hair, but then, like, the big sort of wacky outfit. And I say, like, Ginny Lemon, there was kind of, like, the whole thing was tied together into, like, something that was kind of, like, consistent, whereas with this, it was a little bit, at, like, things, there was elements that were at odds with each other, and it was all a little uncomfortable, and there was sort of a sense, again, as I was saying earlier, of someone who was trying to figure out what to say, like, figure out what production wanted to be said, rather than, like, just, like, answering questions as... Mm. they were and like kind of there was a couple of like little disclaimers of like oh you know I'm, I'm nothing if not uncomfortable or like I don't you know kind of like I don't like there was there was a few moments where you kind of saw right this is an overwhelmed person yeah and for their second mention of the episode actually now that I think about it the, the queen whose mold most fits sister sister for me is Patty Pam Pam sort of nice good consistent never really got to know you yeah We'll have to ask Patty Pam Pam on the show. <laughs> yeah. She gets regular mention. Is she the new Serena Chacha? Patty I think Pam she Pam? is. We just oh like repeated words. <laughs> Bimini Bamboolash, Serena Chacha and Patty Pam Pam walk into a bar. What happens? <laughs> There's no audience. <laughs> Up next, Tace. Very confident, sexy owl, funny. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought that, that taste is great. Um, I had heard the top three, potentially a winner. Um, there's not a huge amount. I, I like the Welsh accent. There's not a huge, I don't have a huge amount to say about taste. I just am excited to see what they do on the show and think that they're going to be really a strong contender. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I uh, the only thing I would be concerned about is possibly weak at the comedy, but I feel she had this unflappable confidence. She seems like a really hardworking, badass queen, a real sort of strong performing diva. And also she spoke about being the only black kid in a white class in school. And I think that will also lead moments to being sort of having her vulnerable moments um, to, you know, this is being filmed right after the Black Lives Matter protests that happened in the UK. So I think she'll have some really good mirror moments that really win over the audience that too. So I think she is the full package and I definitely see her in the top three. Someone now who I thought was really good, like I really liked them, but I was struggling to see how far they'd go based on their credentials was Tia Coffee. I warmed to Tia Coffee uh, quite a lot. I thought she was very funny. One of the other big laughs I got where she was like, oh, I'm a fashion queen. You know, we're talking about budgets like two, three, four euro. I thought that that was really funny. Um, I, I I feel like she's going to do well. I There was something like, for some reason, the, the outfit kind of gave me like um, Cleopatra coming at you vibes. Um <laughs> It wasn't a great outfit, really. It was a sheet. Oh, I think it was just like the... I don't, I don't know what it was. I think it was the way she was moving around the place. Uh, also, said like reading herself for the fact that she doesn't know how to sew does make me think, mm. well, perhaps there's going to be a, um, a like an early out in that regard. But I don't know. I, I thought like came across as very confident and funny and I, I liked... I liked what they were... I, I was buying what they were selling. Yeah, I mean, I really liked her too. She sort of sounded a bit like Dua Lipa, I thought, in sort of vocal tone. And I just thought she was very charismatic. And I feel like I know her. I feel like I know that girl. I've met her out in London. I've met, you know, I've seen her in Dublin. Yeah. Like, I feel I know her already. And I think that'll really help the audience fall in love with her. I, I think there could be a few lip syncs before she gets kicked out. Maybe she'll get saved. But yeah, possibly a bit of an Aiden's A, maybe too early for the competition, but has potential. I, I, I could have... 
have her yes i think like a lip sync assassin uh okay finally then the veronica green from lancashire uh, again i couldn't really make out what i thought about her or how far i thought she'd go she reminds me a bit of courtney act um she seems glamorous and musical theater and i thought she was really natural and authentic when she was talking about how she's always trying to audition to be in wicked and she's never got it i thought that was quite nice and she won me across she seems confident and she seems pretty consistent um but i just I suppose she's a new character i can't see what mold she's gonna fit so it's hard to know how far she'll go but i can't really think of anything bad to say um I wasn't madly impressed with her. I found her to be a bit kind of uh, a little vacant or something in in like her um in, in her responses and like I thought she was gorgeous but felt a bit overwhelmed. I think that kind of like we saw say with um is it Taisha who Iman who who's on season 13 like that sort of sense of kind of like oh god oh god oh god you can tell that there's a narrative running in their head of like how kind of like overwhelming this is and I, I picked up a little bit of that i did think it was kind of like it did seem kind of authentic when she was talking about how she'd like gotten into this area for with one particular dream and how it's important to like you know realize when something's not working out and move on to something else but i was i i wasn't she seemed a little all over the place and i think that there are stronger personalities and stronger performers in this lineup so i wouldn't be surprised if she was one of the like early outs talk me through your sort of place your predicted placings um so in my top three i, I i'm just gonna go with my top three because there's a, there's a maybe top five i have tace i have um Ahora and Astina are my top three with, I would say, Ginny Lemon and Lawrence Cheney kind of filling out that top five. Um, I think that that, I, I, I feel like those are the people, I think that Tia Coffee maybe will get to the top six. Like that's what I'm kind of like putting my top six there. That that would be where I would be feeling we'd be seeing them kind of coming out. And I think Tia Coffee, as I said, will be like that sort of lip sync assassin who might be will have to give a few performances before ultimately gets booted out. But they're a very strong cast and like also you know we haven't seen anything from them so this could all change (laughs) yeah so i had as my pre-snatch game eliminations ahora sister sister ellie diamond and tia coffee uh post snatch game then i had veronica joe astina and lawrence and then as my top three i have taste bimini bamboulash and Ginny lemon We're, we're we're some agreement some disagreement i i i generally think a taste Bimini and Ginny top three will be really like diverse all three of them are bringing different things and I, I generally think all three of them could win it for different reasons so I'd be really excited uh, for those three in particular to see what they bring and how diverse they are and there's some really fun challenges coming up I had to have a look to see for when we're casting this show um, and I'm really excited to see how they you know interpret some of those tasks who do you think is your first out Ellie Diamond I'm the same, yeah. I think overall, the the queens, some left like a bit of a more meek impression than others. I think you would agree with that. And I think it's clearer who the run, the, the front runners are in comparison to the US. I think the way the BBC do it isn't as good as the US. I don't think they give everybody as even a playing field. I'm still excited at the cast and I feel it's more diverse in terms of location uh, than yeah. the first series was. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know them. Okay, so it's time to open our Christmas presents to each other. We were supposed to do this before Christmas and then, you know, with we had to change 
this episode multiple times due to the series being announced and restrictions and stuff. So anyway, we're here. I know it's like the 6th of January, but sure, look, it's fine. I got to, yeah. I got to have one last thing to look forward to. Exactly. Uh, what I would say to you is, it, as regards my gift, it is... Well, do you want me to open mine first? Or are you opening yeah, yours first? Yeah, you, okay. you, go, you go first. Okay. You, I well, leaned strongly into the gimmick world when I when I was putting together your beautiful um your beautiful George explain what you're doing to the what, what I'm seeing okay so I have a cardboard box looks straight from Mr. Amazon <laughs> Jeff Bezos <laughs> oh well no that it, it's a it's it's not from Amazon uh, it, okay. it that is actually a McCluskey's bread um but how's your how's your mum name on it and address Yes, because she she ordered her bread from McCluskey's and then I repurposed the box. Oh, <laughs> upcycling. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there's a few things in here. Okay. You need to read the paper, Kian. Yeah, I have the paper here. <laughs> I'm trying to describe it to the listener. Okay, so it has a time capsule. It's black and white with pictures of the year so I can see Colin and Marianne from Normal People, Kate and William, Donald Trump, Leo Bradley. That's not Kate and William. No, oh, Harry, Harry and Meghan. Meghan. <laughs> All the royals look the same to me. Uh, it says, beat the looters with your own toilet roll. So there's a roll of toilet roll here, literally. Pre-used. No, it's not. <laughs> Pre-loved toilet roll. Look, nor- look normal for your 2KM strolls with your new ga shorts and silver chain. Ooh, exciting. What's that? Oh, that's it. Cool. So I can look like Connell. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be hungry after perfecting your latest Doja Cat TikTok. So get your Insta ready with some delicious banana bread. Ooh. Oh, it's these ingredients to bake banana bread. Perfect. Because actually, someone dropped banana bread over to the house during the lockdown and my dog ate it and I was livid. So. <laughs> But I might wait for me to move into my new house because my oven here that is it, you, you should be the first thing you cook in your new home. Yes. And be that delicious banana bread. Uh, up your at-home workout game with your new Trixie Mattel sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> and protein powder. So they, where do these go? On my hands? They go on your wrist for when you're getting okay. sweaty working out. And... Oh, these are Connell. Oh, sorry, these are Connell's shorts. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, they're not actually Connell, so I didn't buy Paul Meskell's. Um, <laughs> yeah, shorts. they would be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> There's a really sort of mixture of Trixie and Paul Meskell in here. <laughs> well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's basically the year in review is Trixie and Paul Meskell. <laughs> <laughs> and then don't forget the face masks. Perfect. Thank you very much. Slow size bits in there. So <laughs> wearing nothing but gas shorts, a chain, and Trixie Mattel wristbands and as you're going mask. out for a run and then you can eat some banana bread when you return to your home so my my motif for you was i was going to get you like some merch and then i said joe you won't be able to wear it or anything because there won't be any gigs in 2021 and i was like you know i bet you early on in the year there'll be a big lockdown here we are so i said i'll get you something to keep you occupied during the lockdown okay oh oh my god <laughs> I'm not very good at opening things. So I'm opening a, a cardboard box uh, fresh from Redbubble uh, where you can buy your your merch. So that is, And it is a 1,000 piece Jimbo the Drag Crown <laughs> puzzle. 
I am, I know exactly where this is going in my press. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to oh, say good. in the bin. I've never I I've never made a jigsaw before. Well, I wasn't sure how big of a jigsaw aficionado you were, so I was like, let's it's just go. Big. I mean, it's going to be two months. He can do a thousand piece jigsaw. I just wear a lot of those pieces are white, so it could take a while. That's really what I'm concerned about. There's a lot of white in here. Why are you so racist? Classic Jimbo exit look with the lipstick and the crazy eyes. There will be a photograph of these <laughs> gifts and gift sets on yes. our on our Instagram. So feel free to, to tell us who you think did better out of the arrangement <laughs> and who you would prefer to be buying a gift for you. <laughs> I'd like to see a photo of when the jigsaw is complete as well. That'd be fun. It will be. I just need to find myself a large flat surface to do it on. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know how big it is or how big the pieces are, but it looks like yeah, it'll be... I- significantly big it does there's a lot of pieces in there and then after that i can i can i can put it all together and hang it on the wall in my new bedroom oh lovely yeah yeah that's what you do jigsaws isn't it yeah you hang them on the wall <laughs> i was shaking it and was concerned do you know what i act this is this is terrible i do love the jigsaw thank you very much but i genuinely love the box like it's coming like a little like it's coming like a little kind of uh tin um kind of like if you imagine a chocolate box tin mm. and then yeah i mean and i was looking for one of these is, for, is for, jimbo's I, face on the tin as well jimbo's face is on the tin as well so yeah. yeah um but yes yeah, so i i i had one that then i had to transport some um some stuff down to my aunt's house in uh, a while ago and shout i didn't get aunt. it back so shout out to my aunt thanks for keeping my cadbury's box yeah bitch no <laughs> but i'm excited so i'm very excited for, for this the box. tin <laughs> it's like you know you buy a kid a present and they prefer the box yeah. 25 new queens to become acquainted with over the next um six months uh, which is which is going to be a like I mean that's a lot of drag. That... I think I think we're all living for it at the moment. Like yeah. I think we all need it. I think, think so. It's just to look forward to as well, which is which is good. Which of the two seasons very important? Which of the two seasons are you most excited for? The US or the UK? I think the UK. If you don't, okay. Here's a few spoilers just about what the episode challenges will be about. So if you don't want to hear that, you can just skip to the end of the episode because you're almost there. Um, but there's going to be a Eurovision challenge, which I'm really excited about, mm-hmm. an EastEnders yeah. acting challenge. Yeah. Um, and actually, I've forgotten the other one. I, I was enjoying, but both both of those they just sound like in a sort of All Stars Four way or an All Stars Three or whatever. They've they've taken some time and they've and, and, and Drag Race Canada. They've taken some time and they've actually thought about how to do the challenges in a good and fun way. Uh, and I'm really excited to see the talented queens do yeah. fun British themed um, yeah challenges. me too very much exciting as well with some of the judges that we've seen like being announced I think Jen yeah. Collins Je- Jessie Ware Cassidy. oh I'm so Jessie excited Ware. for Jessie Ware yeah no it's like like really does seem like and it's it's, it's kind of like one of the things I think with the the U U S one is that the the um it's like massive international stars and it's like oh that's great but it's like sometimes I think like the the smaller kind of more local stars can be a bit sort of trashier or a bit more fun or if mm. you're Gemma Collins delusional but in the best way possible like I just I think it's going to be like a really fun season yeah and and I hope yeah I th- I think it's gonna be a really fun season I'm excited for the Eurovision challenge as well I th- I think that'll be great. Cool. Well, we'll be back with you on Saturday for the second episode of Drag Race US. We're going to find out which of those queens is getting the chop 
and we'll have our first they will be the first premiere of all the winning queens so there's a lot of interesting queens we'll see in that so i'm looking forward to that until then make sure you keep in contact with us on instagram at cc that pod and you follow james's new year's resolution of giving us a review <laughs> chat to you on saturday see you love you bye, bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.